All right, uh, I'm trying to get this prayer service. I'm trying to equal it out till it'll be a half hour each way. Um, but we got a lot to say tonight as we uh, go through the book of James, and, and we're in James in chapter number two. And there's a lot to talk about tonight in the book of James at the end of chapter number two, and that's why I was wanting to, to get into this lesson as quickly as I could. But as we concluded a couple of weeks ago, James has just made a powerful statement when he says in verse number 20 of James chapter number two, but wilt thou know, O vain man, that faith without works is dead. And so uh, James is going to conclude this chapter with giving three examples of those whose faith, uh, whose works prove their faith. And he uses the example of Abraham, Rahab, and then of our own body to make that point. And for those who were receiving this letter, that shouldn't be difficult for them to comprehend. They would, they would know Abraham well. They would know the situation surrounding Rahab well. And of course, we would all know our bodies well. And by the way, what I gave you today is I just gave you my notes. What you have is what I have. And so what I'm speaking from what I gave you all. Okay, so that's an example of an outline that I would do. Now, that's not just notes that I took. That's actually my preaching outline that you have in your hands. So, but anyway, so again, James is saying faith without works is dead. And he's going to say in order to prove the importance of works, I'm going to give you an example. I'm going to talk to you about Abraham. I'm going to talk to you about Rahab. And I'm going to talk to you about the human body. And each one of those will help you understand um, and give a, a, a picture of the importance of works uh, in the life of one who professes faith. So we get to verse number 21, and he's going to use Abraham, and we're going to read verses 21 through 24. Was not Abraham our father justified by works when he had offered Isaac his son upon the altar? Seest thou how faith wrought with his works, and by works was faith made perfect? And the scripture was fulfilled, which saith, Abraham believed God, and it was imputed unto him for righteousness, and he was called the friend of God. You see then how that by works a man is justified and not by faith only. So just let me say first thing off. The, the book of James appears to contradict the teaching of Paul. And we know that it doesn't contradict because Paul says that a man is justified without the works of the law. And now James says, or Paul says, a man is justified without the works of the law. And now James is saying that we know that by works, uh, a man is justified. And so um, those two things seem to contradict. And, and I'll address that at the end. If we have enough time, we'll talk about that apparent contradiction. Um, but, but I may have to wait till next week. But the first thing we want to talk about is just James using Abraham as an example. And it tells us here that Abraham is justified by works when he offered Isaac. Now, again, James is, because he knows he's talking to a Jewish audience, he knows that um, they're going to know about Abraham. They're going to know the story of Abraham. They're going to know all about Abraham. And so James doesn't really go into a lot of details. He assumes knowledge that his audience knows that when he's talking about Abraham offering up his son Isaac, that they understand that concept. They know that. 
And so how could James make that statement? How could, except by faith, could Abraham make the statement as he did in Genesis 22, 5? And Abraham said unto his young men, Abide you here with the ass, and I and the lad will go yonder and worship and come again to you. What's, what's that statement talking about? When Abraham was told by God to go up on Mount Moriah and offer Isaac, uh, he had some young men traveling with him. But when they got so far on the mountain, Abraham told those young men, you all stay here and me and Isaac, we're going to go up there. And Abraham knows what he's going to do. He has been asked by God to offer Isaac as a burnt sacrifice on the altar. And Abraham knows that what, is what God has asked him to do. And notice what he said. I and the lad will go yonder and worship and come again to you. So Abraham fully expected that he was going to offer Isaac as a burnt offering on the altar, and then Isaac and Abraham were both going to come back down the hill. We don't know if Abraham knew how that was going to happen, but we know that's what he believed was going to happen. Would, would he offer him and then God raise him from the dead? We don't know what Abraham thought. We just know that he believed that he and the lad were going to go and he and the lad were going to return, that has to be by faith. Because it would, he would be doing something that we couldn't imagine. He, if he literally offered Isaac on the altar, I mean, he would have to kill him. And the flames would consume his body. How could Abraham and Isaac walk back down the hill to meet the young men? It has, Abraham had to be full of faith. And you think about it. Isaac's the promised seed. The one that uh, through, through, through him all the nations of the earth will be blessed. How is it going to happen? Isaac even wants to know as he, as he says and, and I'm not turning to Genesis 22 if you want to know more about that you turn back and read Genesis 22. But Isaac says Father hey I see the wood, and I see the fire. Where's the lamb? I mean, they're going to make sacrifice, right? And Isaac's like, there's wood, there's fire, where's the sacrifice? And that's when Abraham replied, God will provide himself a lamb for the burnt offering. Again, was Abraham sure of how things would work out? We don't know how sure he was, but one thing we know he knew is that he was going to be faithful to God and God was going to be faithful to him. And so Abraham believed God. And because Abraham believed God, uh, it's counted to him for righteousness. That's earlier on, back about Genesis 12, when that happens. But here in Genesis 22, when his faith was put to the test, Abraham's faith was proven by his works because he was willing to offer Isaac as a sacrifice and so it proved that Abraham truly had faith. His faith was not just a profession. His faith was not just words. His faith was reality. And so his works proved that. Now, James is going to reason with his audience. And he's going to say, Was not our father Abraham justified by works when he had offered Isaac his son upon the author? Seest thou how faith wrought with his works, and by works was faith made perfect. And so James is saying faith and works together 
is faith made perfect. And when you see the word perfect or perfected, you know that that, that word means completed. Um, and so it is completed faith when Abraham adds works to his faith. It's, as you see in the notes there, it says, the works testify to the reality of faith. You don't have to question whether a person has faith or not. You can tell by the works that they do. And that's what you see about Abraham. Abraham's words of his faith were not just idle words. His life proved that he had faith in God. His works proved that he had faith in God. And so faith wrought with, there that it talks about in verse number 22. So seest thou how faith wrought with works. That is faith cooperating with works. So the two put together is perfected faith. And so here it says, and faith by works, that's the evidence. The evidence of faith, the works that Abraham performed were the evidence of the faith that he had. So we might be able to say then that faith and works together give evidence of a perfect faith. Faith and works together give evidence of a perfect faith. And so James is reasoning with his audience here, trying to help them see the value of works. And, and we don't know exactly why that Abraham is, or Abraham, that James is uh, specifying that here. Maybe they were beginning to fall away from good works and beginning to say that works were not necessary. We don't really know, but, but we, or maybe James is encouraging them. Remember, that's one of the things that he's writing to them about. They're facing persecution as they've been scattered around the Roman Empire. And, and so he's trying to encourage them. And remember uh, where he talks to them about the trying of their faith and how it worketh patience. And, uh, and so he's trying to encourage them to recognize the, the trials that they're facing. The trials that they're facing are proving their faith. As you go out into the world, as you're scattered abroad and you're making a witness for Jesus, recognize the importance of your good works and how they prove that you are truly a person of faith. That's the, re that's, that's the point that James is trying to make. And how important is that for us today? <coughs> for us to realize as we're scattered, tonight we are the church gathered Sunday, we will be the church gathered. When we say amen in a few minutes, we'll be the church scattered. So we gather together, we worship the Lord together, and then we scatter out throughout our lives. And we'll be in different places, in different environments. And we'll have different opportunities to prove our faith by our works. And this is, James is stressing the importance of good works in the life of someone who is a believer and the same is true for us today. Our good works that we perform, they're evidence of the faith that we say we have. And the world takes notice of our faith by looking at our good works. So, so faith and works together give evidence of a perfect faith. It's not words only. Your works back up your words. So 
Abraham offering Isaac is a proof of Abraham's faith. Abraham's offering Isaac proved that he believed God, down in verse 23. And the scripture was fulfilled, which saith, Abraham believed God, and it was imputed unto him for righteousness. Again, I think that happens about Genesis chapter number 12. It happens lots earlier in the life of Abraham. And so Abraham believes God, it's counted to him for righteousness. And then, years later, Abraham gets an opportunity to prove his faith by his works and his works, his offering Isaacs proves that he believed God. He is not just saying he believed God, but he truly trusted in God and his believing was evidenced by his work. And so the conclusion is that works justify the faith of a man. And so we, we could stop and, and, and discuss for a few minutes. If the works that we perform are evidence of our justification, that we have been justified by God, that we truly have faith, what have your works proven today? What works can we look at in your life to say, we know that person has real faith? Now, this was a major event in the life of Abraham when Abraham was called upon by God to offer Isaac on the altar. But it was something that generations could look back to and say, we can see Abraham and know that he truly believed God because of the faith that he had to offer Isaac. What about you? What is there in your life that we could look back to and say, because of that, we see the evidence of their faith. We realize that their faith is real. Their faith is true because there's good works to back that up. And that's the challenge that we always have to look at. And, but that's the good thing. I mean, you know, a good thing for us would be able to go back and look at a situation when we've been asked by God to depend upon him in a difficult circumstance. And we can say, I trusted God in that circumstance and he led me through that circumstance. And it could even build our own faith to look back on the times that God has challenged our faith and we believed in him and we trusted in him and he led us through that situation that will build our faith also because we can say the only reason that happened was because I believe God and so it builds our faith as well as it may build the faith of others and so the works of Abraham which were fulfilled uh, which fulfilled his claim to have faith and notice it says and he was called the friend of God. Because Abraham's faith was tried and Abraham believed God, it says he's called the friend of God. Now, again, I'm not going to turn there, but you have it in your notes that I gave you. That You can find that uh, in Second Chronicles chapter number 20 and verse number 7. And there's another place uh, where you can find that. But anyway, Abraham was called the friend of God. And, and you know, just think about that for a minute. Think about all the people that are at enmity with God. Remember, our sins have made us at enmity with God. We were the enemy of God. But now he says we're, we are his friend. Can, can we grasp the value of being called 
the friend of God. That we're not the enemy of God. We're the friend of God. And, and we find that Abraham's faith, um, it was because of his faith that he was called a friend of God. So James, the concluding statement of James is, you see then, verse 24, how that by works a man is justified and not by faith only. So faith will produce works. And the works are how our justification is known. And justified, we, the word justified means to render just or innocent. And so it is by our works that our justification is known. And our works and how they change is even how we know that we have been rendered just or innocent by God. The works testify to the work that God has done in our lives. And so... So first point that James is making in order to prove this fact that faith without works is dead is he goes, says, go back and look at Abraham. Look at the example of Abraham. Think about when he offered Isaac upon the mountain, upon the altar, and that action by Abraham was proof that he really had faith. James doesn't stop there. He now goes to Rahab, the harlot. Just one verse Verse 25, likewise also was not Rahab the harlot justified by works when she had received the messenger and had sent them out another way. So, so the example of Rahab, and again, he's talking to a Jewish audience who would know this Jewish history, and you know he didn't go into all the detail about Rahab. He didn't turn back to Joshua in chapter number two and, and dig into all of that. He just said, you know, he mentioned Rahab, and he expected his audience to know the story of Rahab. Listen, this is another one of those benefits of reading the Old Testament. Because as you read the Old Testament and you read the Old Testament and you read the Old Testament, the details around Rahab's life are going to become familiar to you. And so you're going to, to know about Rahab and what all happened there. Rahab's confession to the spies, I did give you that in, in Joshua chapter number 2 and verse number 11, the end of that verse Rahab says, for the Lord your God, he is God in heaven heaven above and in earth beneath. Just a little synopsis of the situation. The, two, the spies are going out uh, to Jericho and they're searching out the land and they go and they, they, they come into the house of Rahab the harlot and Rahab hides them because uh, she knows that the people of the city have fear because of, of uh Israel and because what God has done for them and so she hides them and then she sends them away and so think about this Rahab who was a harlot not of the children of Israel she was a Gentile she had faith and James is using the example of a Gentile woman to prove that works matter. That works give evidence of faith. How do we know that Rahab had faith? She was justified by her works. And what were her works? The spies came to her. She, she took them in. She hid them and then she sent them out safely. That's proof. Why would she do that? Because she believed God. The Lord your God, he is God in heaven above and in earth beneath. She believed in him. She trusted in him. She trusted in the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And because she trusted in the God of Abraham, and Isaac, and Jacob, even though she was a Gentile, she trusted that God. And the faith that she had 
made an impact in her life. It changed the way that she responded to life. Her faith determined her actions. Because of her faith is why she took the action that she did. Isn't that an example for us also? She believed God, acted upon what she believed. And that should be true for us. That's the point that James is making. James is making the point that Rahab had faith and she acted upon her faith. So you say you have faith, you should be acting upon your faith. That's what James is saying to the audience. And that's what we should believe too. We say we have faith. Okay. Well, our faith should make an impact in our life and it should, be, it should affect the way that we respond to life. I mean, think about it. There's an army approaching and we know this army is going to destroy us. And how am I going to respond to that? Rahab says, I'm going to trust the God of uh, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. I'm going to trust in the God of Israel. And she acted upon that. She, she, she uh, you might say she was, a, she was a traitor to her people. But she acted upon the faith that she had. It affected the decisions that she made in life. So for you today, the faith that you have, how is it affecting the decisions you make in life? How is it affecting your day-to-day -day life? How are you responding to life? It should be determined by your faith. Your faith in God should determine how you live your life every day. And your faith is going to be proven by your works. So Rahab's faith in God was displayed by her works. Now, the example of the body. I mean, this one's like easy, right? For as the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without works is dead also. We know, right, that it, we're alive. We have uh, life in us. And the moment that that life ebbs away, the body dies and the body body can do nothing apart from life. The body, you know, what does a dead body do? It does nothing. It stinks, whatever. But a dead body can't get up and walk around. A dead body can't speak. A dead body can't do anything. A dead body is just that. And so James is, again, using this, he's calling a, the body to, to the witness stand. And he's using the example that they will all understand that what can that body do apart from the spirit within it? nothing it's dead and so what's he say at the end faith without works is dead just like a body is dead without life faith is dead without works there is no faith if there is no works james is stressing the importance of works to his readers and it's a lesson that should be, we should apply to our own lives also. So there, it's, it's really a, a pretty easy case that James is making about uh, the, the importance of works and, and that faith without works is dead being alone. And he calls these three people to the witness stand. He calls Abraham, he calls Rahab, and he calls the body to the witness stand. And because of those three examples, those who are reading his letter, they should be able to understand the necessity of works 
in the life of one who professes faith. And so it should be easy for us to understand. I, I don't think that's too in-depth for us. But Abraham has made a good case, and, and we should be able to, to follow that case. But I mentioned the difference between Paul and James, and we'll not get to that tonight. So we'll pick up right there next week as we get into this. Paul says, you're saved apart from the works of the law. And James says, faith without works is dead. How do those two things agree? Uh, we'll get to that next week. And by the way, because of that, there's, there's some people that say, well, the book of James doesn't belong in the New Testament. But we'll talk about that next week. And with that, Heavenly Father, we just thank you for this night. And, and we just thank you for uh, life and, and hope that we have in Christ. And uh, just pray, God, that you'll bless your people and help us to think about the works of our lives and what they prove about us. And I pray today, Lord, that our faith would be completed, perfected because of the works that we do. Not because of the works that we do, but our works will prove that we have a completed faith. Thank you for those that are here tonight. We pray your blessings upon them. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen.